Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What's up, girl dads? Here to talk about something that I'm pretty sure we've all been through. If we haven't been through it, we've definitely seen it. So for my example, I'm going to talk about kids in church. But it's not just church. It's really anywhere. Anywhere where somebody might see you and your kid and we have that fear of judgment. So if you're anything like me, reputation is something that is very important to me. I base so much of what I do on managing and maintaining a reputation of respect. I want to be respected by people. And so when I'm in a situation in which it feels like I'm losing respect or people are judging me negatively and so my reputation is going down, that makes me angry, makes me defensive, things like that. So respect is very important to me and respect is a matter of perception. So I, you can see how I would struggle tremendously with a squirming crying kid in church so i've had i got two girls and as soon as this stupid covid thing is all over and we can all get back into worship i cannot wait but two girls in the church uh, both completely different so my oldest was um one who could sit through maybe not an hour church service but 45 minutes of it she would enjoy the music and then we could give her a quiet book or coloring the church would give out coloring things around the the message and she could handle herself for about 45 minutes she's very studious she's it's gotten better as she's gotten older but when she was younger you know that it stretches as as they get older, that time that they can sit and manage themselves gets longer and longer. So when they're younger, it was probably 20 minutes. So we were up playing music and then sitting down, up playing music, sitting down. And that, that was great. But then once it came, came time for the 30-minute sermon at the end, she was not having it. She would be entertained with her quiet book for five minutes. And then, you know, next year it was she'd be entertained for 20 minutes. And then now she can sit through a service. My youngest, on the other hand loves 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 the music loves getting up and moving she is social she likes looking at everybody waving everybody talking to everybody she loves that part and so when it comes time to to sitting down and focusing she's not having it she's not having it at all she does not want to sit and listen she doesn't want to sit still she wants to be interacting she wants to be doing she wants to be moving and so those 30 minutes in church can get really really difficult and one of the things that i have found is that one, I really hope you're at a church that the the older generation and the family generations all value having kids in church because it's important that they be a part of that with the family, not just shipped off into some random room where who knows what's happening to them. You know, don't separate your family when you're talking about church and God. Like, you should do that all together. But I know it's hard because there's a lot of people that get really judgy about kids. For some reason, old farts just get crankier when they get older and they forgot that they were kids and they forgot that the kids are the future and they have forgotten everything about life. And so they get cranky around kids. Those people, man, 
there's nothing to say about them because they are reaping what they've sown. That is a terrible life. So let's learn from them and not be those people, right? Let's learn to see crying kids and fussing kids as a blessing, not as a curse. But my church was pretty good. The The elder generation, you know, loves engaging with them, playing with them. And they, they would, inter, you know, uh, interact back with them, you know, and I would get defensive and, and mad and be like, you're, you're making me look like I'm a bad dad because I can't sit in church. Uh, you know, the older generation would be like, she's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. And so I had some support there. Now, there's a balance there too. Uh, there is there is discipline is important and disciplining, you know, in church and things like that is important to do, but we have to make sure that we do it in the right way. So one of the things that I got caught doing and I, I had to acting in my pride in response to uh, an, an elder coming up and saying, easy dad, it's okay. It's all right. You know, I was all mad when they got that, but thought about it. I was like, you know what? You're right. So what's at stake here is not my reputation. Okay. And it's one of those weird things where when you don't worry about your reputation or worry about your respect, you gain respect. But when you're focused on your reputation and you're focused on gaining respect from people, you tend to lose respect from people. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can't intentionally be humble. You know, the more you, the more you try to be humble, the more boastful you are. It's It's like that. And so once we, once I put aside my, uh, my desire to gain the respect of the people around me and focused on the discipline of my child for her future's sake and not for my reputation's sake, then I gained respect, right? Because then my response changed from anger at being, you know, personally attacked on my reputation to being discipline focused, discipline meaning this behavior is unacceptable. We separate you from the situation. And then once you have regained your composure, then we can reintroduce you back into the community, into the situation where you can be back with the family, back with friends, back and enjoy these things. It's kind of like time out, really. But it it was a huge shift. It was really the same thing. It was you start fussing. I'm telling you to be quiet. You can't get quiet. You start making a mess. I'm going to pick you up, carry you to the back of the building. I don't leave the building or, or, or the sanctuary, right, where the sermon is, because I, I still want to hear my message. But we will be separated, and I'm holding you like a baby. And if you don't want to be treated like a baby, then you shouldn't have been acting like a baby. And they don't like that. So I'm holding them, and they say, and I say, look, when you get it back together, we'll go back to, to mom and sister. Usually it takes a couple minutes, they settle in, we go back. I, in church, probably get up between my two kids now. I'm, it's like it's like mass more like than uh, any Protestant church. But uh, I, I'm getting up and going back probably four or five times in a 20-minute sermon. I, it's a lot, I know, but it's important to not give up on it, to be consistent. One, because the discipline is important, but also not to separate from church, not just give up, right? It's not okay to just give up on the family being in church. It's more important that we be disciplined and engaged in this situation rather than just throw in the towel, quit and leave, all right? Throwing in the towel and, and quitting and leaving doesn't help them at all. 
Okay, so I, I do. I put in that work, get up four or five times, take them to the back of the sanctuary if they're still fussing. Then we go out, and it starts to get more real out there. That's a real timeout. I'll take them outside, sit them on the ground, and say, no, you're in timeout. If that if that usually solves it. I, I don't, my girls, I've not had to escalate past a timeout at church ever before. So I've been very, very thankful, but it, it begins to follow the escalation pattern and you have to follow that pattern consistently, right? Discipline is about consistency. And so once we have followed all the way up and they start, they fix their behavior, then we, then we move right back in there. We get back into church because we're committed to that and they're part of that commitment. They're part of the commitment of the family. So remember, our discipline is not about our respect. It's about their future. And this doesn't just apply to church. This applies to everything. Go to restaurants. Go to parties. Go to everything. I, I'm not one that goes to the adults-only places or you know, has. I don't have babysitters, so I don't have the opportunity really to go out to dinner without my kids, but we take our kids, we go with our kids. Our family is our unit. It's our team. Like I didn't have a family to leave them at home and go do other stuff, right? I had a family to be together. And so we are together and we treat it with consistency. You go to a restaurant, you start acting up, guess what? Off we go. You're still acting up, time out. You start acting better, back to the table, back to your food, back to having fun. And it's just, it's kind of like a scale. We go up, we go down, we go up, we go down, all based on their behavior. But the most important thing is that it is consistent and it's not quitting. Okay. So we have to be committed to keeping our family together. And we do that through discipline, consistency, and, and I don't know if I said it already, but commitment, it's committing and not giving up, not throwing in the towel. Don't ever give up on your daughters. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.